You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. The podcast. All of that talk is reality. That's the opinion of the fellas, and there have been no lack of opinions as we are one week away from the NFL Draft, which can be seen on ESPN television. Listen to right here on ESPN Radio, Kevin DeGandhi, L. Duncan, Bart Scott, who is done for the day. You can check him out on his own show, Bart and Han, Noon Eastern, ESPN Plus, ESPN Radio. Mike Tannenbaum rounds out the crew, the front office insider, the best detailed coverage anywhere on TV and on the radio one week from today where so many draft questions will be Answered. Everybody's got a mock draft. Nobody has a mock draft that's followed as closely as Mel Kuyper Jr., Todd McShay, and the former joins us this morning for his expertise on the KJZ mock draft. We're going four draft picks a day all the way through 32 in the first round today, 9, 10, 11, and 12. And then when we're done, your calls for Mel, anything you want to ask Mel. So hang tight. If the draft is your thing, this is your hour. So let's begin with something Mel has probably heard 10,000 times in his earpiece before. It's like Pavlov's dog, Mel. Whenever Mel hears that, he's perked up, he is ready to go, and so are we. The Denver Broncos, pick number nine. Here's former Broncos wide receiver Brandon Stokely, now a host on our affiliate 104.3 The Fan in Denver. With the ninth pick in the 2021 KJZ NFL mock draft. The Denver Broncos select Mac Jones, quarterback Alabama. Wow, that's a great pick. They need a quarterback in place of some of the things that they've done in the past. John Elway, Mel hadn't picked a great quarterback. He's gone and tried several, but none have worked out. If Mac Jones falls to them, it kind of fits what the Denver Broncos like to do at the quarterback spot. Big, strong. It also pushes Drew Locke, although I think If a trade for Teddy Bridgewater gets done, they pass on Mac Jones at the ninth spot. Yeah, you could use a Micah Parsons key linebacker out of Penn State, but certainly Mac Jones. This division, you got to get better. If it's not Drew Locke, it's got to be somebody else because you have Carr, you have Herbert, and you have Patrick Mahomes. And uh, again, you got to figure out that quarterback position, get somebody to compete. They tried to get Stafford, they tried to get Darnold, it didn't work. They could have had Josh Allen, didn't take him. They drafted Paxton Lentz, and since that pick, Everything has not worked out a quarterback for the Denver Broncos. New general manager George Payton was in Minnesota when Teddy Bridgewater was there. Maybe that's the connection Key's looking for. Let's round out the top ten. It's America's team. Here's Todd Archer, ESPN Cowboys reporter, with the tenth overall pick in the KJZ mock draft. With the tenth pick in the KJZ mock draft, the Dallas Cowboys select... Alabama cornerback Patrick Sertan. Now, this is a great pickup for them, whether it's Patrick Sertan or J.C. Horn. They certainly need a cornerback, but if you think about Dan Quinn and you think about the defensive style in which he likes to play, he likes long, tall corners. Think Richard Sherman. Think guys with length, jamming receivers at the line of scrimmage. So it makes all the sense in the world that they would go cornerback in this spot. I don't see him doing anything different. 
Yeah, Kitty, the only thing I would say is if they get a big-time offer to move off of 10, maybe New England uh, at 15, sees that quarterback that they want to go get, uh, you know, ahead of a Washington, Chicago. It's also trying to get up there. Uh, but at, at 10, you only have to drop to 15, and you could still get a really good player for the Cowboys. Probably one of the cornerbacks, Key. Horn would probably still be there, possibly J.C. Horn, if Sertan goes to somewhere else. So you can live with that if you're good with J.C. Horn and not getting Sertan, and you can pick up some extra choices for a team that has a ton of holes on the defensive side of the ball. That would be a good move for the Cowboys. Horn and Sertan certainly have the genes, G-E-N-E-S, to play in the NFL. I mean, their dads were unbelievable. Well, by the way, I get to the Pats tomorrow when we hit the 15th overall pick. With the 11th overall pick, it's the New York Giants. Here's Giants Super Bowl champion and ESPN New York host, Chris Canton. With the 11th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the New York football Giants select Rashawn Slater, offensive lineman, Northwestern. I think this is a great pickup for them. If you think about it, they need help along the offensive line, but they also need help along the defensive line. So if they decide that maybe if there's a Micah Parsons out of Penn State sitting in this spot, Mel, they could take him. But when you look at this Moeller at, at Northwestern, Slater's a big, strong offensive lineman, nice point of attack, great feet. He's a physical specimen. You got to have guys to protect Daniel Jones if you want to find out if Daniel Jones is the answer for the future with Saquon Barkley behind him in the backfield. Yeah, he's there. I agree with the pick 100%. This offensive line is, holds the key to everything the Giants do, good or bad this year. Holds the key to Dave Gettleman's future. Not Joe Judge. He's going to be around. But Daniel Jones and Dave Gettleman are tied together. And if it doesn't work, then you're getting things change in there. And I think certainly that offensive line, Andrew Thomas in year two, better be a really good left tackle. If he's not, at least Slater can play left tackle. He can play right tackle. He's got experience in high school at guard. So he's that versatile lineman, that versatile piece that the Giants would love to get if he were there. I don't think he'll be there, but if he were there, it would be a great pick. Hoping for a little better performance. Thomas did struggle, as we all know, in year one. And let's round out today's quartet with the 12th overall pick. Here's Sal Palantonio with the Birds. With the 12th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles pick Devontae Smith, wide receiver, Alabama. Now, this is going to make Jalen Hurts very happy. They knew one another in college, played with one another, and the mandate is to help Jalen Hurts in his second year. It's going to make Nick Sirianni, the rookie head coach, also very happy. Remember, the Eagles gave up 64 sacks last year, most of the National Football League. One way to mitigate the pressure on Jalen Hurts with motion shifts, formation variation, Smith fits in perfectly for that. Interesting pick here at 12. I guess you got to take the best available on the board at this point. They took Jalen Rigger a year ago. Didn't quite work out. It's an incomplete grade on him. But how can you pass on a dynamic flying wide receiver at 12, given the fact that a young quarterback needs to grow with a weapon like Devontae Smith? He can return punts. The only thing that I don't like is he's six feet, 166 pounds, soaking wet. So I'm a little nervous in terms of that. I understand the comp to Marvin Harrison, but Marvin Harrison was closer to 190, all said and done, opposed to 160. 
Nikki, I like the pick. I think you're getting the third best player in the draft. You're getting a guy who will compete. You're getting a guy that you could have taken at six and nobody would have had a problem. You move down to 12 and you still get Devontae Smith. You mentioned Jalen Rager. They passed on Justin Jefferson to take Rager. He's got to be a lot better in year two. Sal Pal talked about the offensive line. It was decimated by injuries even before the season began. So I think they got to get healthy and they will be. And certainly Hurts to Devontae Smith could be a great pass catch tandem moving forward as it was at Alabama and as it will be for Devontae Smith. The splendid splinter to Devontae Smith. And they also have to replace Deshaun Jackson, that yep. top-end speed that they thought they had a year ago. And don't sleep on that number that Sal mentioned. 64. I mean, that's four sacks a game. I mean, that is incredible. So that is today's KJZ Mock Draft. We are now through the first 12 selections in the draft. Thanks to everybody who helped out today. Tomorrow we'll go 13 through 16 if you're wondering, just to whet your appetite early. That'll be the Chargers, the Vikings, as Mel mentioned, the Pats sitting at 15 right now and the Arizona Cardinals at 16. That's tomorrow. Let's get back to the phone lines. You've got questions for Mel. As I said, Mel, yesterday, it's like an AMA on Reddit. You can ask Mel anything draft-wise. Here we go. Tommy in Chicago, ask Mel anything. Okay. Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. I wanted to ask, regarding the Chicago Bears, let's say they do not move up in the draft. They stay at 20. Do you see in the second round they target a second-tier quarterback like probably Mills, Trash, Mond? Or do they wait till like next year when a JT Daniels come out, uh, Gabriel from UCF, uh, Sam Howell, or probably Spencer Rattler, even the young kids Clover from USD? Do you see them waiting till that year, or what do you think they're going to do if they don't move up? Tommy, you're on it. I mean, you should be my assistant here. you got some great names you brought for next year's draft. I think when you look at a guy like the Spencer Rattler, I think he'll be the number one quarterback coming out of Oklahoma. I think Sam Howell, North Carolina, will be the second highest rated quarterback. But I think the Bears this year, when you think about where they are, it's Andy Dalton or move up to get one of the elite five. I would not take a Kyle Trask, a Kellen Mond, a Davis Mills. Jamie Newman I really like out of Wake Forest slash Georgia. Didn't play at Georgia. Was really good at Wake in 2019 when Sage Surratt, an underrated receiver, was catching all those passes. You can probably we get him in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. So I think this this organization has to win. It's Andy Dalton for now. I think to get better or challenge or feel like we've gotten the guy for the future, it has to be one of those elite five. They have to move up to get one of those guys. Indeed, Newman opted out, as did many big stars. We'll see how it all shakes out April 29th through May 1st. CJ in Utah, ask Mel anything. Morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. So there's been rumors. Do you think Arizona might uh, pull the gun, try and move up, saying they're going to get Kyle Pitts, telling defenses, or telling defenses, you better try and stop us. We're going to outscore teams, teams, and our defense is just good enough? Or do they stay at 16 and get a corner like a J.C. Horn or a Caleb Farley? Yeah, I think Caleb Farley is going to be interesting. Coming off that injury, the back surgery, opted out this year, former quarterback, wide receiver, and had a great year at corner in 2019. I think Kyle Pitts is going to go very high. I think there's another tight end you know, that can you can move around. He's kind of like Pitts. You know, he was at Temple, then he was at Ole Miss. Kenny Yaboa, kid I really like, catches the football. I had to go back to the Alabama game. A couple games this year at Ole Miss, he was phenomenal, and he has that ability to go up and get the football. He's got that ability to outrace defensive backs, the pay dirt, like Kenny Yaboa as a day three pick, a tight end out of Ole Miss. Just a reminder, Mel is literally doing this off the top of his head. He has no idea what questions are coming. That's why he is the best in the biz. Steven is in New York on ESPN Radio. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, man. Hey. 
I'm just curious. I'm just curious. I'm a 30-year fan of the Vikings hemorrhaging purple and gold blood. I I can't figure out what they're going to do this year. Mel, what direction are they going? I got to think you protect Kirk Cousins. Offensive lineman Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC would be a guy to look at. I had projected a trade with Minnesota Rick Spielman, their outstanding GM, moving up to get Penne Sewell if he slid. I don't think he gets past five. If he does, he probably goes to Carolina at eight. Slater, if he got to 11, if Rashawn Slater got to 11, and I'm the Vikings, I'm going to jump ahead to get him. Uh, or sit there and take a Christian Derisaw from Virginia Tech if you want the left tackle, if you want the best guard. If you want a Quentin Nelson, Zach Martin guard, you take Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. Mel, I know you want to protect Kirk Cousins, but how long are we going to protect Kirk Cousins? Is Kirk Cousins going to be around for the next five years? Should the Minnesota Vikings and Rick Spillman, along with Coach Zimmerman, start to look at a quarterback? If it starts to slide that way, do they try to maneuver to go up and get somebody for the future? I don't think so right now, Aki. I think they're probably going to try to protect him better uh, and add elements around him. Obviously, a pass rusher is something they're going to probably have had great luck in terms of drafting guys like that and get another one. They think that secondary will be better, uh, and obviously, they got to get healthier overall. But I think when you look, and Justin Jefferson was a phenomenal rookie, so they got things in place. The offensive line is the key. Up the gut pressure bothers Cousins. That's why I think Vera Tucker, the guard, uh, would make a lot of sense. Played left tackle. Because he had to, but he's a guard. He showed that at USC, just how how good he could be at that position. Like I said, if you want the Quentin Nelson type of guard, look what he did at Indy. Look what Zach Martin meant to the Dallas Cowboys line. Vera Tucker could do that for the Vikings. So, no, I I don't think they go quarterback uh, this year. I think they wait and see if Kirk Cousins with a better offensive line can uh, can put up the numbers, which he always does. He always puts up the numbers. They, they got to see if Kirk Cousins is just a plateau quarterback or if he can go a little deeper into the in terms of the Super Bowl. Back to the phones. Dan in Dallas, ask Mel anything. Good morning, fellas. Uh, Mel, quick two-part question. One, who does Miami ultimately take at the sixth spot? They obviously have their eye on somebody to, to drop that stock to go back up. And second part, how committed are they to Tua, Alabama, really not producing quarterbacks? How committed, and do they do they bring another QB in for competition, or are they comfortable with Brissette? Thanks. It's a great question on the two. I hear differing opinions that they maybe they aren't completely sold, but for now he's got to be the guy because obviously different circumstances moved on. Russell Wilson not available. The Sean Watson situation. So all these things, I think, force them to say, okay, two is our guy for now. And I think it's six when you think about where they are. And I didn't like going back to 12. They got up to six now because they didn't want to lose a Jamar Chase, a Devontae Smith, or a Kyle Pitts, or a Jalen Waddle. They knew at, at six they're getting one of those four. At 12, they're not. I had them moving up even to four to get Kyle Pitts. If they want to do that, they still could. If they sit where they are, maybe Pitts, probably not. I think it's either Jamar Chase or Jalen Waddell. We'll see Devontae Smith in the mix there, but it seems like Jamar Chase could be the pick at six for Miami. Mel Kuyper Jr. joining us on the Goodyear Hotline in 16 minutes. We'll be joined by John Beck on the Goodyear Hotline. Quarterback coach Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson. He's worked with all of them, some longer than others, but he'll join us for his perspective at the draft a week out. That will be coming up in 16 minutes. Gerald in Cleveland, ask Mel anything. Hello, Gerald. Go ahead. You got, you're on with Mel Kuyper, Jr. Got to roll up your window, man. Sorry, I was walking outside. 
Nice to have you have me, fellas. Mel, I just want to know what the Browns going to do for linebacker this year. Yeah, I think you look at it. Uh, Walker came in. They added Johnson. They've done some things on defense. I think you look at a couple things. Zayvon Collins, versatile linebacker out of Tulsa. Okay, or if you want, have that Christian Barmore added to the interior of that defense line. He had eight sacks this past year, forced fumbles. He's got length. He ran well to his pro day. Christian Barmore is a fierce defensive lineman, and that would really help. Now you added Clowney to go with Garrett. That interior presence of Barmore would really help as well. So I think defensive line or linebacker with that pick. Collins is unbelievable tackling machine. A lot of people didn't probably get a chance to see him because Mel City played in Tulsa in the group of five, but keep that name in mind. Thomas in the ATL. Thomas in Atlanta. Ask Mel anything. If the Falcons draft uh, Trey Lance, uh, is this Matt Ryan's last year? They seem to think Matt Ryan has a couple years. Trey Lance is only 20 years of age. He only had one game this year that he started, only 17 in his career, all against one double-A competition. And he was at 23 pass attempts or fewer in 14 to 17 starts. Beat a lot of teams with his legs. Needs to work on his accuracy just a bit. I think it's perfect in Atlanta. He's not going to be ready. All these quarterbacks are forced to play. It can't be the case with Trey Lance. Trey Lance needs time. Atlanta would provide that. Matt Ryan probably has two really good years left. So by year three... Trey Lance will be ready to go. Terry in Indiana, you're ready to go with Mel. Good morning. I was wondering, I agree with you 100%. I'm, you know, would pound the table for Vera Tucker, but if they do go defense uh, with the issues with Phillips' uh, concussions Mm -hmm. and Farley's back, is there value there, 14, or should they trade down? You know, Quiddy Pay, don't forget about him, a defensive lineman out of Michigan who has that pass rush ability, freakish talent, great kid, plays hard. Yeah, Jalen Phillips was the best pure pass rusher in this draft, in my opinion, but the durability concern could push him into the 20s. I think 17 into the 20s, Raiders pick at 17 could take him. But Quiddy Pay doesn't come up enough in the discussion as a guy that could be a double-digit sack guy in the NFL with the kind of talent he brings to that position. A.J. in Georgia. You're on ESPN Radio. Ask Mel anything. Uh, good morning, guys. I just want to thank you for everything you do. But my question is, if there's a QB there at the 10 in Cowboys trade with New England, could you see them getting their first, second, and maybe their cornerback, uh, J.C. Jackson? J.C. Jackson's a good football player. Uh, yeah, I think if you look at him, boy, he is—he was a thorn in the side of a lot of quarterbacks. Josh Allen doesn't like J.C. Jackson. He's like he loves picking passes off from Josh. And and uh, to me, I think J.C. Jackson's a really good football player. But you can get you know something in return. Dallas will in terms of draft picks, and they need that. That defense has to be a ton better, you know, you know, significantly better than it was. That's why I don't want to go up and get Kyle Pitts and give up picks. I want to try to move back and acquire draft choices on the Cowboys because that defense was awful. It's got to get a lot better. Brian in New York, ask Mel anything. Morning, guys. Um, New York Jets fan. Um, We could debate all day about who's going to be the quarterback to be taken at number two, who's better, but I don't really care at this point. Uh, Mm -hmm. But either way, they've got to support them. So I'm wondering at pick number 23, there's going to be a bunch of different ways they can go. What's going to be the best way to support Zach Wilson or whoever they pick, be it an offensive lineman or a running back? Uh, they definitely need to, obviously, but they've got to give that quarterback the best chance to succeed. 
Yeah, Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle, right tackle out of Oklahoma State. You have Makai Becton. Now you get that big-time bookend. You got both tackle positions secured for Zach Wilson. Or you could go Greg Newsom the second, who may overtake Caleb Farley and be the third cornerback taken. Newsom has glued the receivers in coverage. Love the kid coming out of Northwestern with his length and his coverage skills. And then maybe in the early second round, Todd McShakey's talking about a running back at 23, Travis Etienne. Why not a running back early in the second round? If Etienne could still be there. Javante Williams, North Carolina will probably be there. I don't know about Najee Harris. He could go to Pittsburgh or Buffalo, but get the running back in a second, that sweet spot for running backs, but get the offensive tackle or the corner at 23. See, Mel, I think if they go, I think if you look at the young quarterback, let's assume it is Zach Wilson. That's what everybody seems mm-hmm. to think. Give him as many weapons as possible. Why not go and get an offensive lineman in the second round opposed to a skill position like a running back if a Najee Harris is there, a guy who is a dual threat, who also can catch the ball out of the backfield, run between the tackles, doesn't have the home run speed, but enough speed to go to distance in the National Football League. Give him an opportunity to have success. If you think about the system that they're going to run, running backs are very, very important with LaFleur in the West Coast-style system. Yeah, I just don't know Wilson early on, King. You're asking a lot to put Zach Wilson coming from BYU, where he fixed everything this year and got a, a lot better than he was in 2019 coming off that shoulder injury. You're asking Zach Wilson to be the guy right away? I don't see that happening. I think they're going to get a quarterback somehow, some way. They're going to get a quarterback between now and training camp to be the bridge to Zach Wilson. So I don't think this is going to be Zach Wilson's team. I think it's going to be Zach Wilson's team eventually. Look what happened to Justin Herbert. wasn't supposed to be his team. Tyrod Taylor hurt. He got his shot. Sh- Shot and the rest is history. So, but I don't think Wilson is the guy this year right away, Key. So I would wait on the running back. I'm, I like Harris. I like him more for Pittsburgh or Buffalo than I do for the Jets. I would get the running back in round two or down the line a little bit. I, I got some running backs I really like in the fourth to sixth round area. We'll be talking about uh, late day two, early to mid day three. Last one with Mel for now. Dan in Alabama. Ask Mel anything. Up, oh, Dan dropped. So, Jason in Philly, you'll get the last word. Ask Mel anything. Oh, uh, that's perfect timing for me. Good luck. Thank, uh, thank you guys for that call. Um, big Packer fan, die hard. What's Green Bay more likely to do, Mel? Are they going to trade Aaron Rodgers during this draft and take up as much of that uh, equity of him being the highest of the high for performance right now, or are they going to trade Jordan Love? I think you keep them both. Uh, your, your plan is to win with Aaron. He's still playing at an MVP Super Bowl winning level, okay? And then you bring Jordan Love along. You think about where when Favre was there, they had Rodgers. And now they have Rodgers, and now you have Jordan. And you let it play out the way it is. That was a great move going up to get Love last year. They're not going to see a quarterback where they're picking ever in the draft that they're able to acquire with that kind of arm talent. But you get the receiver or you get the offensive lineman. I like, at that point, Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. Loved him in 2019. Forget about 2020, the COVID year. That affected Rashad Bateman. He's a whale of a player. He looks to me like a Green Bay Packer. He would help out Adams. He would give Rodgers his first receiver they would ever have taken in round one. Wouldn't that be a nice parting gift to Aaron Rodgers? Say, hey, go win us a Super Bowl. We'll get you another receiver. And then if you want to turn it over to Jordan Love, you can. I don't think you would if he wins a Super Bowl. Aaron's going to be there a little while longer. And I think he'll, he'll make Jordan Love wait a bit. Indeed, and you can keep Rashad there right in the Midwest. This has been so much fun. Thanks for everybody to call in and Mel just rapid fire answering everything you've got and all the questions we've been talking about will be answered with Mike Greenberg, Mel, and company a week from tonight on ESPN. It's the draft in Cleveland with, yes, 
like the old days, two years ago. Fans there to watch it all. Mel, thanks for the perspective. Loved it. Thanks, guys. A lot of fun. Thanks, right, guys. Mel. Right back at you. On the way, he's the quarterback coach who's worked for a while, or in some cases briefly, but he's worked with Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Zach Wilson. And he is next on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. I think Zach Wilson, because of the situation in New York, has to go be spectacular. When you watch the pro day, everyone's so enamored with the throw across the field. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Randall, trade on three. It's good. little fake. And floater over Hill. Randall with his 6-3 tonight. That's on 98-7 ESPN in New York. All part of the Knicks' eighth straight win. They currently have the longest win streak in the NBA. They're sitting there third in the division, fourth in the Eastern Conference. Another great game for Julius Randall, who continues to be the breakout star for the Knicks. We'll see. What happens? They certainly look like they are playoff bound. Big serious story in the league revolving around LeBron James, who deleted a tweet Wednesday about the fatal police shooting of a 16-year-old black female teenager, Micaiah Bryant, in Columbus, Ohio. She was shot and killed by a police officer named Nicholas Reardon. And then LeBron tweeted a photo of the officer alongside the text, You're Next! Hashtag accountability with a hourglass emoji, essentially saying when this runs out. And as you might imagine, that garnered some strong reaction. So LeBron deleted that tweet, put forth a couple of more tweets explaining his case in a more moderate tone. And NFL owners have approved a series of new rules for this upcoming season. Replay rules a little bit. Relaxation of rules for the numbers players can wear. This is cool. Running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, DBs, and linebackers can all wear numbers in the single digits, which was normally reserved for other positions, right? Wide receivers mostly in the 80s, though. Not always. I do know somebody that wore 19. Yeah, that guy was okay. He was not bad. Right? Linebackers usually in the 50s, you see, but they want those single digit numbers. 
you can grab them. Sports Center brought to you by Indeed. By speeding up the hiring process, Indeed puts the dash in dashboard. You'd inst- use Instant Match to connect immediately with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Then use your dashboard to conduct interviews. Find out more at Indeed.com slash credit. That it is. That it is. That courtesy of Dan Orlovsky, who spent a dozen years playing quarterback in the league and knows a little something about the profession. Uh, you heard the word enamored there. At times you can be enamored by the cottage industry that is quarterback coaches because you realize how specialized this position is. You wonder how young some of these guys have quarterback coaches. But a guy that has been advising Trey Lance and Justin Fields and the like, Zach Wilson, is John Beck, and he joins us this morning, quarterback coach, on the Goodyear hotline. John, you might remember, for the college football fans, played at BYU. And, John, that's where I want to start. If Zach Wilson of BYU goes number two, knowing they've always been throwing the ball, even when the late, great Lavelle Edwards was alive. So sometimes stats are a little bit deceiving when you're in a, playing in a pass-happy offense back in the days when people weren't even passing that much. Help us take, you, take us inside, knowing BYU's offense, being a quarterback there, how some of the numbers you see with Zach Wilson will extrapolate to the NFL, considering he plays in a pretty unique college offense. Well... I think as offenses have evolved over the years, obviously you made a great point. Like when Lavelle was there, they were doing something that not everybody around the country was doing. But nowadays the pass game has evolved so much where people recognize if you want to generate points, a high number of points, it's going to be done through the air. So nowadays everybody across America is throwing the football all over the yard. When I look at the, what the offense did this last year with Zach, they were very creative because of his a unique skill set. You saw at times how because they knew how efficient he was going to be in the pass game, what defenses did, they could utilize Zach in the run game. I think what Zach does a great job with BYU's offense is recognizing the, the reason why the play is being called, understanding when there's an opportunity to take a shot downfield, understanding when it's not there and being smart and distributing the football underneath. Those qualities are what's going to help him be successful in the NFL because you can't just force balls downfield against good secondaries. You can't stand in the pocket too long hoping for something to develop downfield with the pass rush that happens in the NFL. You have to be really smart at knowing when is there an opportunity to push it downfield, when do I have to get the ball out quick, when is this drive going to be a drive where it's a 13-play drive, work the ball down the field, taking what the defense gives us, And when is there that opportunity versus a specific coverage or when I do have a man-on-man situation where, hey, he may have decent coverage, but this is my guy. This is a big-time wideout that I can give him a 50-50 ball, and I believe that that wideout is going to make it an 80-20 ball. You know, John, having played here in New York and being drafted by the Jets and the lofty expectations, I'm assuming that he is going to be the number two pick overall. Playing in Provo, Utah, being in that particular region, not really having a mass media circus around him on a day-to-day basis, how do you think he'll be able to handle the pressures of playing in New York City? So there's two things. You're absolutely right, Keyshawn. Like, it's, you can't say that there's like the two are similar. They are very different uh, in the location. Uh, the way that the media was there, it's not going to be able to rival uh, New York City. And he and I have had some really great discussions about what it's going to be like for him. And I tried to put him in touch with a few guys that were uh, starting quarterbacks there for the New York Jets over the last 15 to 20 years. And I 
felt like it would be great for him to hear from them their experience, the things that they did to help manage that, the things that they did right, and maybe some of the things that they would have done different. This I will say about Provo, Utah. When you're a quarterback there, there's a legacy of quarterbacks dating way back to when Lavelle Edwards was there. There's a lot of All-Americans. There's Davey O'Brien winners. There's guys who are in the College Football Hall of Fame. There's a Heisman Trophy winner. That one position is the face of Provo, Utah. It means so much to that university, and it is scrutinized a lot. And, you know, a lot of people, they've asked me, how is Zach Wilson, who's now going to potentially be the number two pick in the draft, how was he in a quarterback battle entering fall camp? It's because of the expectations that are there at the quarterback position. Even though Provo, Utah may not be a big place in the United States, the expectations are very high. And if their quarterback is not performing up there with some of the top guys in the country, well, the question is, do we need to go get somebody else? So that's very similar to what it's going to be like in the NFL. Can I say that that pressure is the same as New York? No, it's not. But I do believe it's at least will act as a stepping stone to help prepare Zach for what it's going to be like if he is the Jets' choice. John Beck, former BYU NFL quarterback, coach of Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Zach Wilson, is on his resume amongst many others. When you talk about the quarterback position and you look at Justin Fields, John, he was, you know, by most accounts, 1B at the start of the college football season and even at the end of college football season. And now, all of a sudden, we're getting close to the draft. He potentially could be the fifth quarterback selected based on a number of things. Why all the negativity all of a sudden? I have no idea. Um, in my mind, the game is played between the lines, right? And what that guy did during his season, what that guy did against Clemson, what he did he, even the national championship game, you know, even though they didn't come up winning, Justin played a really, really good game. In my mind, I don't see how uh, he's falling. Like, I have people ask me that in interviews. What's causing him to fall? In my mind, he hasn't done anything that would cause a fall. Um, if for some reason Justin is picked by a team that isn't, let's say, in the top, you know, eight picks or nine picks, something like that, it's only because of those teams, not something that I believe Justin has done. He's been great on the football field. Uh, when I watch him on tape, he's done nothing but great things in my time with him here in California. The guy wants to be a great quarterback. He works extremely hard, and he's also very talented. So in my mind, those are a lot of reasons why I would believe in the kid. Does everybody have things they need to work on when they enter the NFL? Yes. I know some of the questions that they have is, well, was he doing this in his offense? Was he being asked to process through all of those things? Was he seeing all of these things on the field? And, you know, my answer to that is, Every young quarterback has things they're going to have to adapt to, to, to to get ready for the NFL. Yes, there were times within the Ohio State offense where they had a lot of plays designed specifically for some of the athletes they had on the field. They have great players on the field where they try to put him in situations to win, and Justin did a great job of knowing what the design was, the purpose of it, and giving them an opportunity to win. I mean, how can we uh, argue with their game plan? They played in a national championship game. They went to the playoff both years and Justin Fields was leading that team. So to me, you know, even though there may be these odd uh, Justin's falling, I tell him, hey, don't even worry about it, dude. Like, let the people that that's their job to go through and create controversy or to create news or stories, let them do that. Trust me, there's football teams out there that are would love the opportunity to have you come in and be their draft pick, and that's all that really matters. You just need one team to believe in you and decide that's our guy for the future. And I do believe that there will be a team that is going to do that. What pick it's going to be, and if everybody wants to slay or say that he slid or whatnot, I tell him, who cares? 
just go out there and keep doing what you do. Keep playing great football between the lines. The other quarterback that you're coaching is Trey Lance out of North Dakota State, who's only played 17 games of college football. What has what have you seen in Trey that we're not seeing on film that makes you think that he's going to succeed at the next level? So my experience with Trey is different from my other pre-draft experience with these other guys. Zach Wilson, I've known for three years, started training him when he was a freshman in college. Justin Fields, I met him after the national championship game when he got here to California. We did the entire pre-draft process together. Trey Lance, I've only got to know over the last few weeks. He did his pre-draft stuff with another group and then came to us afterwards. So, you know, I do know Trey. I was able to watch a lot of tape of him. Uh, I, I was impressed with him when I watched him on tape. I saw areas that he could improve. You know, uh, the reason why teams have some questions, you can see it there on tape. The thing about only playing 17 games, a lot of that was out of Trey's control. Had he not had his season taken away from him, he would have had a lot more games. And I know people say, how can you, you know, rate a guy that you've only seen him play one game this season and it wasn't a great game for him. He had to win the game running the football, not throwing the football. Those are all valid things that, that evaluators can say. Uh, and quite honestly, before I had a chance to work with him, I had those same questions in my mind, right? Like, who is this kid? And I'd only watched a little bit of tape on him. And, man, that would be tough to have to go through this process and only be able to see one game from this last season. And the games before that were all games that he won, and his team was never down in the fourth quarter. I thought those same things. But in my time being with him, first off, Great kid, great human being, very hard worker. Also, I mean, it catches your eye when this big dude walks out on the field and then you start putting him in situations, asking him to make athletic plays. He's a very athletic guy, and he's very talented. So to me, I see the physical aspect, check. Uh, I also get on the board with him, watch tape with him, hear him talk football, hear him process through things. The mental side is an absolute check. Are there things in both areas that he can refine and improve? Absolutely, and that's no different from any rookie entering the NFL. They all have to do that. But for the last, I think it's two and a half, three weeks that I've been around him, I've been very impressed, and I can see why teams are potentially having him as their number three, number four type guy. I think he's very worthy of those things. He's in a space, though, where because he hasn't played over the last year, he's just going to have to get back in that groove. Um, But I think he's absolutely capable. We'll see what happens. All these questions and all these guys you've been working with will have their dreams come true a week from tonight. John, thanks for the insight. Thanks a lot, John. Yeah, you guys are welcome. We'll see you. You got it. Good stuff. You should have checked the box. Family guy, too. You have to check that box now. You know how it goes. I mean, when you're training these guys, it's hard to say anything negative. But he did give us some really good insight. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Two words. Call a roulette is next. Line up the phones. 888-ESPN. We'll have that and your voice sounding off after Key has this from O'Reilly Auto Parts. O'Reilly Auto Parts is here to keep your car on the road with the right parts. Advice from their professional parts people in their free loaner tool program. There's no need to purchase a tool if you're only going to use it once. Your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store has more than 80 specialty tools available to rent for the next repair. Refundable deposit required at the time of rental. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today and ask about their free loaner tool program or visit O'ReillyAutoParts.com. It's time for Call a Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point and ask the question. 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't 
mess it up. Especially you, Line 5. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, so here we go. It's call a roulette. You're lined up. You got your line number. I'll call on you. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and then boom, let's go for it. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We're also brought to you by Indeed. Indeed has this hiring tool called Instant Match, and it really lives up to its name. Just post a sponsored job, and Indeed instantly searches millions of resumes in their database to immediately deliver the candidates that fit your job description. Visit Indeed.com. Slash credit. Here we go. Alan, spin it. Name, locale, question. Line one. Dennis, Long Island. Carlos Beltran was an amazing one-hit wonder for as manager for the Mets. <laughs> and then also, if Keyshawn and Bart could be a single-digit jersey, what would the numbers be? Thank you. I would take three. I'll take my college number. Ev, you've got something to add here on uh, the island where yeah. caller one came from. Yeah, we forgot one uh, when we played uh, How Long Did It Last. We forgot John Spano. There's a great 30 for 30 about him. He was the Islanders owner for like eight months without ever like paying for the team. Uh, in Ju- he bought the team in October, and in June he couldn't make his payments, which is when the NHL decided it was time to uh, remove him as owner. But during that time, like he had full control of the team. He moved Mike Milbury, who was the head coach and GM at the time, only to the GM role. He was making roster decisions at the trade deadline. Like This guy was in charge of an NHL team without ever paying a dime for the team. <laughs> Good stuff. Apparently, sooner rather than later, the NHL put Spano... On ice. Bruce okay. McNall. I'll see myself out. All right, Alan, spin it. McNall there with the Los Angeles Kings. Line three. Oh, yesterday we went 100%. Yesterday we didn't have one miss. All right. Spin it, Alan. Line six. Uh, Jared from Connecticut, uh, speaking for all Lions fans, wherever they may be, Keyshawn, do you think we have any hope at all this year? Uh, it's a rebuilding year. You know, if you could just win a few games and show some progress, I think that's that's enough, right? You you got Jared Goff under there. If he could continue to just try to show why he was the number one overall pick, you just build a roster and look two to three years down the line. He asked that question with a 
grocery bag over his head, as you often see. I don't know how he's able to speak. All right, here we go. Spin it, Alan. Line two. Line two. Yeah, it's Robert from Virginia. And um, I really believe Bill Belichick is going to end up with a quarterback in this first round. And um, and I think he's just waiting to see how far these guys are going to drop. And um, I think Fields or Jones could work for him. He's at 15, and, Key. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know that – that just doesn't strike me as Bill – I've never known Bill Belichick to do what other people say he should do. Mm-hmm. Everybody says he should draft a quarterback here, here, here. I've never known him to do what somebody said he should do. Yeah. So I don't see why all of a sudden he's going to do that now because everybody says he needs a quarterback. Drafted Jimmy Garoppolo in the second round. That's the highest he's ever selected a quarterback. So that's your watermark. Think about it. Everybody said he shouldn't sign Cam Newton back. What did he do? Right. He signed Cam Newton back. Right. And I think he gets the benefit of the doubt. Here we go. Spin it, Allen. Just over a minute to go. Line. Oh, boy. Allen and Bart here, and Jay. Line five. Go ahead. Don't let me down. Hey, Bobby from New... Hello? Go ahead, Bobby. You here? Bobby from New Jersey, man. Will the Giants have a 1,000-yard rusher and a 1,000-yard receiver? Thank you. Thank you. If Saquon Barkley's back healthy, then yes. If they want to get the football to Kenny Galladay, then yes. There's the two guys right there. You paid big money to one guy to come over from Detroit so you can't get the football to him. So you're going to design stuff specifically to get the ball to him, Jason Garrett, that is. And then if Saquon is back, then you know what he's going to be. All right, let's do one more. Let's try to squeeze it in. Line three, you got like three seconds. What do you got? <laughs> if Luka Doncic had Donovan Mitchell's numbers and the number one record in the West, he's the unanimous MVP. Changed my mind. Boom. Yeah. Fair enough. Donovan's got to get healthy. They're definitely probably going to have the number one seed, and that certainly will bode well for him. We'll see you tomorrow. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com.